establishment of the lost, nearly the entire world holds to a very unbiblical view about hell, and you owe it to yourself to know what the Bible really says about it. Now, don't be fooled. Because what you think about hell certainly affects what you think about God's character. Let's just take a few minutes just to look at some of these things from, from Scripture to help us to better understand. Here's one of the questions. How many lost souls are being punished today in hell? Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 tells us something. It says, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. How many lost souls are being punished in hell today? The, there is not one single soul in hell fire today. The Bible says that God reserves or holds back the wicked until the day of punishment. Mm -hmm. There's your answer right there, beloved. When will sinners, here's another question that some of us may be pondering. When will sinners be cast into hell fire? Matthew 13 verses 40 through 42 and John 12 48 tells us this when will sinners be cast into hell fire? so it will be at the end of this age the son of man will send out his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness and will cast them into the furnace of fire John 12 48 we are still on that controversial topic part two is the devil in charge of hell here come some of the questions that we may be pondering even yet today. Will the wicked enter hell in bodily form and be destroyed both soul and body? Let's look what the word of God has to say. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 30 and Matthew chapter 10 and verse 28 and Ezekiel 18 and verse 20. Let's see what Matthew has to say. Will the wicked enter into hell bodily form and be destroyed both body and soul? The Bible says... It is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. The next text in Matthew 10, verse 28. Rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Jesus said that one. Ezekiel 18, 20 says, the soul who sins shall die. Oh, that's plain scripture right there, brothers and sisters. Will the wicked enter hell in bodily form and be destroyed, both soul and body? The Bible says it plainly. Yes, real life people enter hell in bodily form and are destroyed, both soul and body. The fire from God out of heaven will fall upon real people and blot them out of existence. Lord, help me today. I do not want to go to hell. And I know listeners out there, you don't either. Here's some of the other questions that would probably we would ponder right now while we have time to study God's word. Will the devil be in charge of hellfire? Did God make him manager and authority over hell? Let's look at Revelation chapter 20 and verse 10 because that's what we're trying to talk about. That's what that's the controversial topic of the day. Is the devil and did God put the devil in charge of hell? Hmm. Revelation 20 verse 10 says, The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire. <laughs> Ezekiel 28, verse 18 and 19 says, I turned you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you. You shall be no more forever. You see, brothers and sisters, to answer that question, will the devil be in charge of hellfire? Absolutely not. The devil would be cast into the fire and it will burn him into ashes as well. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Well, let's look at some other information here that I know you have questions about. I did at one time, but when we get to studying God's word, oh, God gives all the answers and they come straight from his word. Here's one of them. Does the word hell as used in the Bible always refer to a place of burning or punishment? Hmm. No. See, the word hell is used 54 times in the Bible. And in only 12 cases does it refer to a place of burning. You see, the word hell is translated from several different words with various meanings in the Old Testament, 31 times from the word sheol, S-H-E-O-L, mm -hmm, which means the grave. And in the New Testament, 10 times from Hades, which means the grave, and 12 times from Gehenna, which means a place of burning, and one time from Tartaros, which means a place of darkness. You see, brother, there's 54 times total. Does the word hell, as used in the Bible, always refer to a place of burning? You heard the demarcations. You heard the lines there, brothers and sisters. What is God's real purpose for hell? Does God have a real purpose for hellfire? And what is it if it is? Matthew 25 and verse 41. Here's a real purpose. What is God's real purpose for hellfire? The word says, depart from me. Matthew 25, 41. You are cursed into everlasting fire. Prepare for who? The devil and his angels. He's going to get rid of that joker. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Revelation 20 and verse 15. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Praise the Lord. There it is. What's God's pur real purpose for hellfire? Psalm 37 verse 10 and 20. For yet a little while and the wicked shall be no more. The enemies of the Lord shall vanish into smoke. They shall vanish away. So what is God's real purpose in hellfire? God's purpose is that hell will destroy the devil and all sin and sinners and make the world safe for eternity. Hallelujah. One sinner, if left on this planet, would be a deadly virus, mm, pandemic, forever threatening the universe. It is God's plan to blot out sin out of existence for all time, brothers and sisters. That's his plan for us. Eternal hell would perpetrate sin. Yes, it would. You see, an eternal hell or of, of torment, as we would say, an eternal hell of torment would perpetrate or perpetuate sin and make its eradication impossible. You see, an eternal hell of torment is not part of God's plan at all. Such a horrible theory is slander against the holy name of the loving God. You see, the devil delights to see our loving creator pictured as such a monstrous tyrant, and he alone can benefit from such teachings. Eternal hell, a man-made theory. That's man-made. Eternal hell is a man-made theory. You see, the eternal hell of torment theory originated not from the Bible, but from misguided people who were perhaps inadvertently led of the devil. And incidentally, while a fear of hell may get our attention, our salvation is the result of learning to love and obey Jesus Christ. Amen. Go right there, somebody. And here's some more questions that would help make us not just make us feel better, but help us to be more keen upon God's word. Isn't the work of destroying sinners foreign to God's nature? Ooh, I hope you got your Bible open and you marking stuff down here. Isn't the work of destroying sinners foreign to God's nature? Ezekiel 33 and verse 11, Luke 9 and 56, and Isaiah 28 and verse 21. And here are the answers. Is the work of destroying sinners foreign to God's nature? As I live, says the Lord God, 
I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die? Luke 9, 56 says, For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. God is all about saving us. Oh, my goodness. He's all about saving the wino. He's all about saving the adulterer. He's all about saving the, the banker. He's all about saving those who will work in high offices and, and all that type of thing. He's all about saving even the crimes that don't reach the television, that don't reach the Internet, that don't reach your phone. He's all about saving the lost. Isaiah 28, 21, for the Lord will rise up that he may do his work. Oh, here it is, beloved. His awesome work and bring to pass his act, his unusual act. King James Version says his strange act. To answer that question, brothers and sisters, isn't the work of destroying sinners foreign to God's nature? Yes, it is. The work of God has always been to save rather than to destroy the work of destroying the wicked in hellfire is so far into God's nature that the Bible calls it his strange act. I told you. You see, God's great heart will ache at the destruction of the wicked. Oh, how diligently he works to save every soul. But if one spurns his love, one chooses not to love and clings to their own personal sin, that's why you can't cling to your own personal sin. If we do... God will have no other choice but to destroy the sinner with his sin when he rids the universe of that horrible, malignant growth called sin in the fires of the last day. Well, beloved, getting close to the end. What are God's post-hell plans for the earth and his people? What is his post-hell plan? In other words, what does he have in store for you and I after all this has happened? Nahum 1.9. I love what Nahum 1.9 says, beloved. It says, he will make an utter end of it. Affliction will not arise a second time. Oh, Isaiah 65 and verse 17 says, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or even come to mind. Did you hear what the word of God says? He says the former things will not come on the hard drive of your memory, will not come up, ooze up out of your heart, and you will not remember the harshness in which you suffered here upon the planet. You won't remember the degradation that you went through, the separation, the loss, the divorce, the abortion, the killings, and all that. He says it will not be remembered, neither will it come to mind. Revelation 21 and verse 3 and 4. Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And here it is. Oh, you've been looking for this, beloved. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death. There shall be no more sorrow, no crying. For the former things shall be passed away. After hell fire goes out, brothers and sisters, there's going to be an eternal celebration and glory. God will create a new heaven and a new earth and restore it to his people with all the beauties and glories of Eden before sin entered the world. The horrors of sin, brothers and sisters, and the past will be forgotten. 
pain and death and tragedy, woe and tears and sickness, disappointment and sorrow, and all sin will be banished forever. God promises that sin will never rise again. His people will be filled with perfect peace, love, joy, and contentment. Their lives of complete happiness will be far more glorious and thrilling than mere words could ever describe or pen could ever write. The real tragedy of hell is in missing heaven. A person who fails to enter this magnificent kingdom that God offers has made the saddest choice of a lifetime. Well, beloved, are you thinking to learn what, that God is not a punishing or wicked God like that? Are you thankful to learn that God is not punishing the wicked throughout eternity in hellfire? If you nod in your head, yes, you've made that choice. God, I'm so thankful that to learn that God is not punishing the wicked throughout eternity in hellfire. And he did not put the devil in charge of hell. Because the devil is going to burn as well. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for this word that you've given us to let us know that the devil is not in charge of hell and that you have control of everything. Bless everyone who's listening to this message on this day that they may be touched by the hand of the Most High God, that loving, feeling hand. And we thank you for your blessing. For we ask that you'll bless the radio station those who come and go in it and those who operate all of the technical and mechanical things that Lord the anointing that reverberates from KAYT and KQJO and the rest of those who are connected will be blessed by the double portion of your anointing this we thank you for for we ask it in Jesus name amen You've been listening to the Restoring Faith broadcast with yours truly, Dr. Christopher Manuel. You are invited to join me at the Smyrna Seventh-day Adventist Church every first and second Saturday for divine worship service at 11 a.m. and Wednesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. located at 916 Richmond Drive in Alexandria, Louisiana. And on the third and fourth Saturday for divine worship service at 10 a.m. and Tuesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. at the Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist Church located at 45. 517 South MacArthur Drive in Alexandria, Louisiana. Beloved, your gifts and love offerings can help keep this ministry on the air. Send your correspondence to 916 Richmond Drive, Alexandria, Louisiana, 71302, and join us every Tuesday at 10 a.m. on KAYT KQJO for the Restoring Faith broadcast.